Hello, and welcome to Leadership Stories with Dr. Mary, helping leaders lead with their best life story. I'm Dr. Mary Mkandawiri, medical doctor, now turned leadership consultant, and a lifelong lover of great stories. Each week, I combine my passion for great stories with my passion for great leadership to bring you inspiring as well as actionable tips and strategies to help you love your life, lead with impact, and transform your world. Thanks for joining me today. Let's jump straight into your weekly dose of leadership stories. And today, I am so excited to be having a conversation with my producer, Yami. So Yami, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Uh, So good. Thank you for having me. And I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about uh, this podcast and just Mm -hmm. this journey. Uh, So I'm a a young leader in the city of Blanta. I get the privilege of leading a young church uh, with different ages from zero or two months to like Mm -hmm. 70 uh, years old. And it's an uh, Mm -hmm. amazing journey for me to learn uh, that um, I grew up actually in the city of Blanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my parents were working for the government and moved to Lilongwe later on. That's where I went for university. Mm-hmm. Um, and I studied communications and as well did a little bit of theology, which is one of my passions as well, mm-hmm. uh, which allows me to even uh, get to places where we can talk about how, as Africans, we can rethink certain things we've learned about God in our own context and in a way that meets us where we truly are. Um, and one of the other things I've done over the time is I'm a music producer as well. Wow. So I've worked with a lot of people, I've produced events, I have produced Lego Stars before as well. Wow. Um, and and mm. so just being in places of leadership, uh, whether it's arts or church or music or just uh, producing stuff. Uh, so part of my life story is uh, Jesus grabbed my heart when I was uh, a teenager I was 17 Mm. Um, and he gave me a love for people and for a love for God and a love for country and just what it means to allow other humans to see how we can help each other to flourish Um, Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day I think my summary of life is I exist to help other people flourish or to navigate how to be better in who God has called them to be. Mm. So I celebrate people's stories. I love telling people stories. I love giving people platforms um, and just creating spaces where we all can learn from one another. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be here. I love it. And you know, I'm really excited. And I just want to share with our listeners the story about how yeah. how this happened okay so i'm gonna tell it from my side <laughs> okay. and then i'll let you tell okay. your story so right. for a long time i've known that i need to do this podcast right yeah. Yeah. so from last year i started gathering equipment i mean where we're sitting you can see all this equipment right yeah, yeah. so this has Pretty been a cool. long time coming it's uh-huh. Probably since May, June last year, I knew I needed to do this podcast. But what was actually holding me back was all this, the tech part of it. Okay. And so just last week, Friday night, I think the Lord just said, you know what? The first episode is going to drop on 15 April 2020. Mm -hmm. And so I just put that out on my social media. Yeah. And I was like, I had no idea. I had five days. I didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah. So that was Friday night. And I struggled a bit with the tech. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to bed. Yeah. I went to bed. I wake up Saturday morning. Uh-huh. I'm checking my messages. Yeah. Right. 
Uh-huh. And I'm just trying to bring it up on my phone. Yes. And what do I see? I see this message from Yami. Uh-huh. And it says, two days ago, I wrote down something I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to see if I could ask you to start a podcast for leaders under 40 that I could record and produce. Yeah. I thought we'd make it simple and I'll bring my mini studio and set it up for you. And uh-huh. you know what? <laughs> I was just doing cartwheels. I was doing somersaults. Oh, it was like that whole, the thing that had been holding me back yeah. for the past, you know, however many months. Yes. It's like you took that out of the equation. Amazing. And it was because I just stepped out. I stepped into my story. Yes. Whereas I'd been holding back, yes. waiting for all the pieces to fall into place. But yes. once I just stepped out yeah. into it, then everything Amazing. fell into place. Isn't it? Yeah. So tell us from your point of view, what happened? uh, So from my point of view, Mm. I have uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I had asked you to be my leadership coach as a young Mm. leader in the city Mm. trying to navigate how to lead a church. Mm. Um, I was like, what can I do uh, to navigate through uh, leading people, learning how to uh, move from one place to another? Uh, learning even to contextualize uh, because Mm. I feel like a a book of how to do church was handed to me and I was like, Mm. man, there are a lot of pages missing here. Mm. Um, How can we, uh, there was no story like that in this book, so Mm. how do I do that? So I was literally looking around and say, how, who can I find who can uh, be helpful in helping me just think? Right, mm. not trying to change me or yeah. to say this is my experience, this is how you do it. But how can mm. I find someone who will hear my story and just ask questions? And mm-hmm. I found you, and in that process, uh, you basically changed my life. It, it, I didn't wow. need even 15 uh, sessions. Mm. Literally, by the time we were doing the second session, I was like, oh my god, that's exactly what I needed. Oh, you wow, almost unlock awesome. how I was thinking and how. God had opened so many doors, but I was almost afraid to do the jump uh, wow. because I was mm. like, no one has tried this before. Mm. What will people say? What will people think? So mm. from that time, it, it mm. almost like you planted a seed uh, of uh, when you engage with people that are loving God and mm. navigating through leadership and how to make humanity thrive. Uh, mm-hmm. you have high chances of growing as a person and as a leader. Mm. And it's almost like you are collaborating with other people and there's power in collaboration. So that entire time I kept thinking about um, you basically through a few hours changed my story. And I remember one day I was going to a bank and I stumbled on you and I said, we had a mini session outside a bank and everything <laughs> that you said changed my next few months as oh, well. Wow. So I was like... Wow. Man, there's so much stuff I keep learning in these bits and pieces of meeting with Dr. Mary and her passion for leadership and her love for Africa and the world and just her service to humanity. What if we create a space of uh, learning from Mm -hmm. her stories and what she's learned and create that platform to... uh, to be accessible online? So literally a few days... Uh, before I sent you that text, it just hit me at home. So for now, I'll be honest that I felt the Lord uh, putting it on my heart to just write down a few of top, a few topics that I would 
benefit from learning and that I knew other people could benefit from learning from you. So I wrote those down and then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to send this. This is a weird idea. This is crazy. I'm just Mm going to, she's probably way too busy to have time for this. And then I went online this other day and I saw on your page exactly this, almost exactly the things I was desiring to see you do. And in that moment, I knew that, you know what? God had already started doing so much work for you in Mm -hmm. that, uh, that for me, that literally was, uh, if you needed a sign from God, for me, that was a sign from God to say, hey, that idea is not a crazy idea. Just send this to encourage her that she's on the right path. So my goal, even in that moment, was not like, hey, let's do something cool. I was just like, oh my God, God has been doing this already. Mm -hmm. And just sending that to you and you sending back a message of excitement. I was just like, mm. look at God. He yeah. is able to do uh, yeah. more than what we think or can imagine in a moment. So for me, uh, I'm really looking forward to what God will do, mm. what I can learn from our conversations. But for that moment, uh, I was so much uh, excited and hopeful with how God is able to connect different people with mm. different stories to share his bigger story and to invite yeah. people to grow. And in that moment, I felt I felt really encouraged uh, that God is doing bigger things in this city. So it's like puzzles are coming together. And so it was really encouraging. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what? You said a couple of things which I'm actually amazed to hear you say, because when I look at you, you're just so confident and full of life <laughs> and what have you but you said something about you'd been worrying about what will people say what yeah. will people think yeah and i found that uh, the more that i coach i mean i've been doing executive coaching since probably 2012 wow and it's a theme that keeps coming up over and over again yeah. that you know people regardless because the people that i'm coaching they're leaders like yourself yeah. they're people who are ceos and what have you people yeah. who have looked like they've made it yeah. and who are full of confidence and everything yeah. but there's this underlying thing mm-hmm. of that you know what will people think what will people say wow. it's like we're all there's something ab- about the human experience yeah that there is this hesitation mm. You know, that's a good word. That, yeah, that we, we, we hesitate to step into our story. Yeah. You know, our authentic story. And we're always worried about, we're always trying to live other people's stories, yeah. live to other people's expectations. And yet we have a unique story. What I, there's a favorite verse that I like from yeah. the, the Bible. I'm just trying to bring it up here as well. It's from Psalm 139 verses 13 to 16. Yeah. And it says, you, meaning God, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. Yeah. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Yeah. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And I like that. It's like every day of my life was recorded in God's book. Yeah. before I even hit that. So your story, my story, everybody has a unique story. Yes. And it started even before we hit our mother's wombs. Mm. You know? Mm. That we are created uniquely and created uniquely for a purpose. God has already written our story. Yeah. And we need to 
know what God has written about us and then step fully into it wow. instead of stepping into other people's expectations. Yeah. So in yeah. your experience as a coach mm. and basically as a human, if I'm yeah. to say, yeah. uh, what, why do you think we hesitate? Like, what are some of the things that push us mm. uh, to hesitate? Because you have an incredible story that I want to hear as well and how mm. you get our listeners mm-hmm. um, to hear. Maybe can you share that story of okay. how you got to become a mm. coach and if there were moments of hesitation along the way um, and how you navigated through that and how today mm-hmm. you are at a place where you feel like uh, mm. this is a monster we have to attack. Mm. maybe that's a word for mm-hmm. people to step into their stories yeah yeah i think my whole life is a story of hesitation <laughs> you know no my, for real like for real, real yeah for real real i my whole story i felt my whole life really until maybe i was about your age yes yeah uh-huh. and i'm not revealing how old i am cool. but you know all right yes. <laughs> let's just i'll do the calculation you'll do the calculation no but for real uh for a long time in my life yes. i felt like a misfit i felt oh. there was something wrong with me wow and i didn't know where i belonged hmm. and that was for a number of reasons so the first thing i think was um I grew up traveling. My dad was a diplomat. So by the time I was 10, I'd lived in six countries on three continents. And I didn't know where I belonged. Um, Overseas, I was usually the only kid in my class who had my skin color, who had my type of hair, who had Mm -hmm. the name which nobody else could pronounce. But then I remember coming back home to my passport country, Malawi, where outwardly everyone looked like me. Mm. But the moment I opened my mouth, I gave the game away. Other oh, kids wow. burst out laughing because of my funny accent yes. and grown up scolded me because I didn't know the language. I didn't know the culture. Mm. So I was like, then where do I belong? It seems mm. I was a misfit. I didn't fit in anywhere. Mm. Then the other thing was my personality. Okay. So I'm an introvert. Okay. So I'm usually one of you, the, the quieter. Really an introvert? I am. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've learned to adapt and adjust. But Great. I'm a, but I am an introvert. Okay, cool. So usually amongst people, I'm usually the quieter mm-hmm. person. But mm-hmm. growing up, people would always ask me, why are you so quiet? Why aren't you talking? And, mm. and why are you always reading? Because I never went anywhere without a book. Wow. Hence, leadership stories, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you God know? for that. Now. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and in class, um, every parent-teacher meeting, my report cards, the teachers would always say, you know, Mary's a good student, an A student, mm. but she needs to contribute more in class. So mm. I'd sit there, you know, trying to think of something to say, a question to answer, something to ask, but my mind would just be frozen just because of the pressure I felt yeah. that I needed to perform. Mm. And I'd think of something, but I'd second guess myself so much, I wouldn't put up my hand until somebody else would say exactly what it is I wanted to say, and I'd kick myself, you know, I should have spoken up sooner. Wow. So that always made me feel that, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just speak? Why can't I be a outgoing, like, yummy here kind of thing, Uh you know? And then there was also, I had lots of issues, by the way. I'm going to kind of edit some of them. I'll just tell you one more issue that I had. And that was to do with my career. Okay. So around the time, you know, in 16, 17, 18, and people are choosing, you know, subjects, college courses, and everyone seems to know what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't, well, that's not quite true. I was going to say I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I really loved um, humanities. I love music, singing, mm-hmm. drama, creative writing. Huh. But 
I didn't believe I could make a career out of that. Wow. Whereas I was very good at sciences, chemistry, biology, and you know, there weren't many many women in science, even fewer women doctors. I have a sister who's three years older than me. She'd just gone to study medicine. So it was a status kind of thing that, you know, Mm -hmm. not with many women in science and not with many women doctors. My sister's a doctor. We're going to have two women doctors. But even in medical school, I didn't fit in. I seemed to be on a different wavelength from Ah. everyone else. So one incident in particular always stands out for me. I was in London. That's where I did part of my training and doing surgery. And a little old lady came in with a broken hip. She lived alone. She had a cat who was her only companion. Mm. And she was really worried about what would happen to the cat while she was in hospital. So I found out all about her life and what have you. And I really wanted us to do something about that. So I presented this in the meeting. And I remember my senior consultant, when I finished speaking, he just looked at me Mm. and he said, let the social workers deal with the social work. We are surgeons. And I felt about this small yummy. I felt really humiliated. And after that, I kind of tried to bury that part of me that, you know, okay, let me stay in line with what's expected of me as a medical student. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't help feeling, you know, I was always more interested in patients as whole human beings, not just the physical condition that Mm -hmm. had brought them to hospital. So that's, I mean, that's what I struggled a lot until I was in, in my early 30s, that's okay. when I had a turning point, which really shifted things for me. So what yeah. was the turning point? What was the turning point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we all want to hear. God, yeah. <laughs> it's, and that's why I love what I do. Yes. Because when you step into someone's life, you yeah. can really create a big shift. I really love what you said at the beginning. Just a simple conversation yes. can really change the trajectory of someone's life. That is so true. And that's what happened with me. Okay. Two simple sentences by two different people mm-hmm. in the space of a couple of months. Okay. So the first one was, I was doing my master's degree in public health mm-hmm. in Liverpool. Yes. And we're having our small class discussions, small group discussions. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting around and I was being my usual merry self, not really saying anything, yeah. listening to everybody. Yeah. And when some, one of the other students says, Mary, you're not saying much. You never say much. You need to speak up and contribute to the class discussion. Mm -hmm. And I started sinking into myself again. But before I could defend myself or say anything, one of the other students spoke up and said, Mm. Mary may not say much, but when she does, you better listen because it's usually important. Wow. And yeah, I was stunned. And then within the space of a couple of months, um, at that time, I was going to a church called Temple of Praise, and I was very involved in, we're doing lots of community work, work mm-hmm. with youth, work with the underprivileged. It was an inner city church. Yeah. And so I was working in the church office, working very closely with my pastor. Mm-hmm. So he got to know me really well. Yeah. And so he invited us to um, a church dinner, uh, Christmas dinner, I think it was. And we're all sitting around the table. And... As usual, being my usual merry self back then, yeah. I wasn't saying much, listening to the conversation, thought we were all having a good time. When yeah. someone across the table says the same thing, Mary, you don't say much, do you? Why don't you, you speak up? And before I could say anything, yeah. my pastor said, leave Mary alone. She's a thinker. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that can change and your life. <laughs> it did change my life. You know, for the first time, Yami, I felt yeah. affirmed. Wow. You know, I felt that qualities that were so intrinsic to my life, but mm-hmm. it seemed that they had no value. Mm-hmm. All People of a sudden, them before. yeah, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they had value. Wow. And so that started me on a journey of like self-discovery mm. to find out, you know, more about, I was like, okay, 
So maybe there is something here after mm-hmm. all. And that sent me on this whole personal development uh, thing, which is which has brought me to where I am today. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. Your story is real, and I appreciate that. Uh, mm. Because I feel like there are a lot of people who so much damage was done when they were in classrooms by their friends. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of our friends didn't know what they said how much impact that will have on us. Yeah. Uh, it might have been parents. It might have been uh, just our boss or someone who was important or is important yeah. said something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, really grateful that your story has that, that almost everyone can relate mm-hmm. um, to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, I think uh, this will almost sound like I'm asking the same question. But that moment where you heard something that changed your life, um, how did you, like, how can we be aware of moments like those when our stories carry so much pain or mm. people undermine them? How can we mm-hmm. go through this life and and we're trying to step into our stories, but people don't really think our story is any important um, or carries as much weight? Uh, how can we go through life uh, not mm. seeking people's approval in a sense, mm. um, but at the same time uh, trying to understand how much value we can bring when we're in a place? Yeah, it's something it's really difficult to do on your own, especially when you have been been damaged. Mm. And that's why I needed to hear it yes. from other people. Mm. Yeah. And that's what really, really helped me. And that's why I love coming alongside people Mm. and just helping draw out that value, that potential Mm. that is within them, Mm. you know, because we meet, I I do meet so many people who've kind of been beaten down and it can be even people who are exuding all sorts of confidence, but it's like a a cover up Mm. of what's really going on inside. Yeah. So I can keep asking questions, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I wanted you to just speak to someone who has been through so much stuff as well mm-hmm. um, and just encourage them about their own stories and how mm. the verse you read mm-hmm. carried so much of God knows you, um, yeah. you're not an accident, mm-hmm. uh, that your story it might be a crazy story, but it is not valueless. Mm. Mm. So can you just speak into that? Yeah, yeah. You know what? We all have value. And just as you're speaking, the another story mm. has come to mind mm-hmm. about a young woman. She was a, a medical student, and mm-hmm. one of her, her lecturers asked me to come and speak to her. Okay. Because she'd been an, an A student. She'd been a one of the top students for the first, you know, one or two years of medical school. Yes. And then she started slipping back. She stopped attending classes. She wasn't handing in assignments and they were like, wow. you know, what's happening to this girl? Yeah. So I remember when I went to see her on the College of Medicine campus, it was a Sunday afternoon, really bright, sunny day. Yeah. But when I went into her room, her room was dark, wow. completely dark. All the curtains were closed mm-hmm. and she just had a little scarf over a lamp in the corner. Mm. And everything was dark. And it took her some time to warm up to me. Mm. But eventually she started speaking. Mm. And her story was actually heartbreaking. Mm. So this girl, she got like six points MSc. Yes. Very bright girl. And what happens when you get six points in MSc? 
Yeah, you go and do, do sciences. Yeah, go you go and become a medicine. medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You go and become a doctor. Yes. But she was an artist. Wow. She loved writing. She loved poetry. She loved graphic design. That was what she really wanted. Wow. But following, living other people's stories, other mm. people's expectations, mm. she went to medical school. Mm. And the way the system is a bit different now, but back then, the mm. first two years of medical school, you're basically in class. You don't go into the hospital. Mm. It's just lectures. Mm. So problems for her started in third year yes. when she started going into the hospital. The hospital. Huh. She just hated the hospital. She hated the sound. She hated the sight. She hated the smells. She didn't like blood. She didn't want to be anywhere near sick people. Wow. And so she managed to get through third year, then fourth year, and then the fifth year, which is when I was called in. She was just struggling. She couldn't make it anymore. Wow. And yeah, I mean, what was really heartbreaking was mm -hmm. she had actually tried to commit suicide. Whoa. And she showed me her arms where she'd been self-harming as well. So yeah. she had cuts. That's all on her. Yeah. So I eventually convinced her that, you know, she needed to tell her parents, yeah. you know, and also got in touch with the college authorities. Her parents were brought in and it was agreed that she should withdraw and then come back the next year, not to College of Medicine, but to probably Chancellor College, one of the other colleges where she could study humanities mm. or what have you. Wow. And that was fine. But then guess what? Mm -hmm. The next school year, yeah. she was back at the College of Medicine. Whoa. It turns out her parents said that there were three of them in the family. Yeah. So, and the parents had assigned each one. So the first one was supposed to be an architect or something, the other one an engineer, and she was the doctor. What? So she only survived for, I think, three weeks that semester and then she dropped out of wow. of college that's a brutal yeah. story it is brutal and, and you i know? like the words you were explaining leaving mm. other people's expectations yeah uh, which yeah. basically will drive you crazy yeah um, I, I, like like cray a rapper you know mm, i know Say Lecrae. if you mm -hmm. live for people's approval you will die from their rejection wow and i i think wow. i carry that a lot of times because mm. Uh, sometimes as a young leader, you have no idea how to navigate through things. Mm. But the one thing you're trying to uh, help you navigate through those hard things mm. is, are people happy? Are people okay with this? So sometimes I find yeah. myself making weird decisions that I'm not even sure if they're healthy decisions because I'm wow. like, what, what will people say? Uh, other people don't do stuff like this. And, yeah. and I feel like yeah. you can get stuck mm -hmm. in places so as we mm. are wrapping up, I wanted to um, mm. just giving, give you another opportunity mm. um, uh, for anyone that's feeling like they are at a place where they're working or they're serving or they're studying, mm -hmm. um, something that they're good at but they don't like. Mm -hmm. How can they navigate through their life right now mm -hmm. uh, because not realistically not everyone can just quit their jobs or drop yeah. out of school mm -hmm. um, and there are even parents that are listening mm. who have dreams for their kids that those kids don't believe in and their parents are like you don't know life what I'm mm. dreaming for you is better for you mm -hmm. um, how can you just encourage all of us um, to maybe listen to each other better, as you said from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Um, uh, and how can we navigate through those places? Mm -hmm. Well, for a start, I would never tell anybody, oh, just drop out, just leave your job and go mm -hmm. and follow your passion, whatever. Because yeah. that's not real. Yeah. That's not the reality. That's not real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can start by just reconnecting with those things that bring life to you. 
That's a great yeah. point. Because it might not be your day job immediately, yeah. but there are ways that you can bring it back. Mm. For instance, for me, singing has always been and will always be a big part of my life. When I was 16, I wanted to be a singer and I really? thought, ooh, I'll be a singer. But that didn't happen. Of course, I went into medicine. Mm -hmm. But the way that I brought singing back into my life yeah. was leading worship in church. Wow. And that really filled that space inside mm -hmm. that, okay, mm -hmm. so this isn't my day job. Yeah. This isn't the full time thing that I do. Yeah. But it fills that 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 space, that gap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you might not be able to full time do what it is that you use your passion, yes. but you can begin to kind of tap back into those things that bring life into you mm -hmm. and see how you can bring them into your life while you're still work working on your day job. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for mm -hmm. those important suggestions of think through what actually brings you life and see how mm -hmm. you can bring that back into your life. Yeah. Because I feel like my life as a kid, I mm -hmm. felt like the idea of doing anything around music was not only a no but almost demonized like mm. you will not amount to anything if you're gonna do exactly this. Mm -hmm. and i look at my life today wherever i've gotten is because of the same music i've done mm -hmm. um, and that mm -hmm. music has created opportunities for me to not only lead um, but to get involved in different projects around the globe uh, that has brought life to humanity wow. uh, so for me that suggestion of think through what things i can bring back into my life uh, so that they can fill my cup if i'm to use that mm, word. i um, love that yeah so mm. any parting words yeah i want to hear from our listeners out there cool. right yeah. yeah. What challenges are you facing as you think about um, living your best life story? Are you on that treadmill? If you're on that treadmill, what's stopping you from getting off? What questions do you have about life and leadership? Because every week we're going to have a spot where we do Q&A and, and yes. we find, yeah, we hear, I answer some of the questions that our listeners have. Great. So we want you to, to write in. I think if you go to my website, um, drmarylivingonpurpose.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Just write in your questions in the contact form there so that we can answer some of your questions as the next week and as the weeks go by. Yeah. Amazing. Sure. And remember to leave a review on iTunes or wherever Spotify. you're listening to this podcast. Amazing. Yeah. All right. It's been great. Uh, having mm. this chat this morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever time people are listening. Exactly. This, yeah. this has been great. Yeah, mm. it's been amazing. Thank you yeah. for allowing me to share part of my story. Um, yeah. I'm always encouraged by what mm -hmm. God is doing through you. And yeah. I'm looking forward to the rest of mm -hmm. the hundreds of episodes coming. Yeah. And thank you. I mean, I wish our listeners could see just the, the <laughs> setup here. I had in my mind, I'm going to do a little podcast. I'm going to speak into my computer and that's it. But Yami has brought all his, his talent and his gifts and yeah. his, his bro <laughs> over there in the corner. And I'm really grateful to you for this. So, so thank you. Yeah. God bless. God bless.